Moncrief on News Talk. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. Time to look uh, outside our borders. Jonathan de Burke Butler joins us once again. Good afternoon, Jonathan. Sean, how are you getting on? Uh, right, India, or we're going to go to next, and this is a very disgusting sounding thing, lumpy, <laughs> lumpy skin virus. Now, this is for... Dairy farmers aren't getting this, the cows are getting this. I yes, the cows yeah. are getting it, and it's a big problem for dairy farmers as a result mm. because uh, lumpy skin disease are caused by the lumpy skin virus, which is comes from the same type of pox as chicken pox and all the other pox that you get. There's oh. a thing called goat pox as well, would you believe? Um, so it, it comes from that. It affects cattle, but it affects dairy farmers because obviously their cattle can die from it, right? So, so far, 2.4 million animals. That's uh, mainly cows, but also some buffaloes as well have been affected and over 110,000 have died so far, right? But there's other problems that go along with it as well, right? Even the cows that don't die suffer very badly, right? And their milk production obviously collapses as a yeah. result because they can't eat, they're fatigued, they suffer from depression apparently, they can get a very high fever, anorexia, all that kind of thing, right? So um, they're not inclined to produce as much milk as they usually would. So uh, this means that the farmers are obviously losing income. Now to date we know that it's been in the country since July. It was uh, restricted to just two states, uh, Gujarat and Rajasthan, in July, but it's spread now to 14 other states around the country. Oh, and um, as I said, it affects the dairy farmers. But I think another aspect of it is is that there are quite a few rumours that are being spread around this as well online, right? So one interesting thing that has, has come about is that Google Trends has shown in the last... Uh, 30 days uh, an increase of 5,000% if such a thing exists which I don't think it does <laughs> but anyway 5,000% searches for can we drink milk of lumpy skin disease cows and therefore the consumption of milk is being reduced because yeah. people are looking at it and they're going well even if we can drink it because it doesn't affect human beings and the milk is pasteurised anyway or it goes into powder so the virus is burnt off I don't really like the look of them lumpy cows and I don't really want to be getting milk from it. It's the first question you'd ask, really. I mean, it's not an unreasonable question to ask. Not at all. And the cows do die from the thing. Like, you know, not many of them, uh, you know, given how many have been affected. um, You know, they can survive. But, you know, if you if you look at the pictures and I did tweet one out, so you might have seen it. Yeah. Uh, it's yeah, not it's, a very mm. mark, you know, from a marketing point of view, it's not very attractive in terms of uh, the milk board. Uh, the, uh, I, and obviously it's highly transmissible if it spreads uh, through so many Indian states. And presumably there's a danger it could spread to other countries outside India. Well, well, this is the thing, actually. And, and that was another rumour that was going around. So there was other rumours do, doing, doing the rounds which suggested that it had come from Pakistan. Now, the fact that, and this mm. is the reason I mentioned those yeah. two, states. Gujarat and Rajasthan are fairly close to Pakistan, so some people said this is a kind of a chemical attack on our sacred cows, you know, which are culturally of very course, important yeah. to India as well. And, you know, sidebar, that would be that it will decimate our dairy industry and, and bring us to economic ruin. But of course, it was in India before it was ever in Pakistan, right? So this right. is a disease that started out in Zambia in 1929, would you believe? And it was restricted to that part of the world for a very long time. It arrived in Asia and didn't get to Bangladesh, China or India until 2019 was the first time it was detected. 
detected in Pakistan in 2020. So to answer your original question, having gone off on a massive Billy <laughs> Connolly tangent so there. So it, it was it in all those countries beforehand, yes. then, uh, yeah. before it even arrived in India. Though yeah. It seems to have spread like wildfire uh, through India. Th- this it, is the worst case. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, Can they cure it? Can they uh, inoculate cows so against there, it? There is vaccination. Uh, yeah. So it's a preventative step, basically. Yeah. So what they're trying to do now is they're trying to restrict the movement of the cows. So they're banning you know, trading or artificial insemination, which again is hitting people in their pocket. Mm. Uh, and uh, so they're rolling out a vaccine. I think that goat pox vaccine, actually, that I mentioned is effective against it. And they're developing another one that uh, is coming online. So hopefully they'll be able to sort it out. But in the meantime, it's very bad news for dairy farmers. Yeah. Right. Indonesia, we're going to go to uh, next. Now, this is a follow up uh, from a story that you were telling about uh, in Gambia about uh, uh, the uh, this cough syrup that pretty much wasn't cough syrup from the sounds of it. Yeah. So you remember about two or three weeks ago, we did mention Gam- the Gambia where um, four medicines were taken off stream and were blamed on a pharmaceutical company that happened to be based in India as well, yes, actually. Yeah. Sorry, but that's the way it goes. Um, it had killed 70 children in Gambia or has killed mm-hmm. 70 children so far in Gambia. And now, you, and you remember at the time, actually, that the WHO, the World Health Organization, issued a global warning against it. And we were, at the time, we were sort of saying, well, I wonder why they did that if so far it's only been found in the Gambia. Mm. And we were saying, well, we're worried that it might get into the black market and spread to other countries. But it appears now that Indonesia has been very badly affected with similar um, fatalities. So 141 children under the age of five have died so far and they seem to be able to link this to cough syrups or certain type of cough syrups. Now, last week, when I first came across this story, they had put a blanket ban on all sorts of, uh, you know, cough syrups. Okay, Mm. But now they've reduced it to five medicines specifically. The inevitable question is, is there a link, therefore, between the medicine that has been used in Indonesia and the medicine used in Gambia. So far, no, which is quite worrying. That's an odd coincidence, yeah, though. which is quite worrying. So what they think might have happened here is that in the case of Indonesia, it's a raw ingredient that they get the raw ingredients for these medicines from either China or India. Right. In the okay. Gambia, you remember they were exported straight yeah. from the pharmaceutical company into the Gambia. So these ones were produced in Indonesia, but it could have come from a raw ingredient that came from either or of those two countries. Right. Okay. So they're gradually whittling it down, the possibilities down to where it might have come from. Yeah, because uh, yeah, I think, as I remember at the time, we were kind of talking about, well, why was this? Because they weren't selling this stuff in India, but no. they were exporting it to Gambia. Exactly. And, you, you know, is the regulation perhaps a bit stricter uh, in India? That is a worrying story. Right, Ghana, we're going to go to uh, next. Why, why are they blocking millions of SIM cards? Yeah, they're blocking millions of SIM cards because they say that it will protect against fraud and ensure digital security. Now, people who are freedom of speech advocates and data privacy advocates are saying that it will allow the government to interfere in your private life and and to track you, right? So what they're doing is, and they issued this last year, last October, I think they said they were going to do this and it was meant to be completed by July of this year, but they put an extension onto it, right? And so by the end of this month, they'll have got rid of 10 million SIM cards uh, as the registration window draws to a close. Now, so so far, there have been 19 million SIM cards fully registered, which represents 45% of all cards issued, right? Okay. It represents... 
just to compare it though it represents 62% of the SIM cards that have been registered since October so since they first made that statement and what they're doing is they're making you go with your national uh, GANA identification card and go and register this SIM card so they know who owns it Right. That's the reason they're I doing see. It. Okay. Yeah. Ah. So they know who owns it, and and as I said, it'll protect from fraud and uh, ensure digital security. Okay. So essentially, you can't buy a burner phone anymore in Ghana, which is that's what it is. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Now it's not the only country in Africa to do this. Nigeria did this back in 2020, I believe, and Kenya have done it as well. And it happens in quite a few countries uh, across Africa. There, so uh, a fairly common practice. Yeah. Now, when they're saying it's for digital security, what particular crimes are they trying to prevent or are they trying to perhaps uh, be able to find people who might say something about the government that they don't like? Well, this is the, this is the concern uh, yeah. that they, they would use it to track people who say things about the government. On the flip side of that, having looked into it a little bit, um, mobile money is a big deal in mm. this country uh, where you basically go with your mobile phone, you go to an agent, you top up your phone with cash and you're able to send that cash via another agent, via your phone to another person, all right? Um, and that is open to fraud, as you can imagine. Mm. Uh, that is open to, sc- and there's lots of scams and various different things going on. So they say that they're doing it for that reason to protect people, but there's yeah. always the there's, other side that you have to watch always, out for. Yes. Yeah. Uh, various consequences. Right, now, Lav Loren uh, is sorry. He said sorry to Mexico. Why, what mm. did he do? Ralph what did he do? Yeah, he uh, he insulted the president's wife by the looks of it. So this is Beatriz no. Gutierrez, who put out a post on Instagram last week saying that Ralph Lauren was guilty of copying uh, patterns that were aligned with or that were usually used by uh, ethnic Mexicans. All right. Specifically, a, tro- a, a, a group of people uh, called the Contla and Saltillo people who are pre-Columbian Mexicans, mm. right? And they said that Lafarren has appropriated these designs. They, they, she said that they weren't in just influenced, but they were direct copies. Okay? Right. And therefore, okay. she says that they were plagiari- plagiarizing uh, the designs and she declared them um, as a legal and immoral act. So she's looking for compensation from Ralph Lauren. Now, Ralph Lauren, as he said, have come back and they've apologised. They said it was surprised to see the garment in question still on sale. They issued a stern directive a couple of months ago okay. saying that it shouldn't have been. But she had a photo of this. Now, where she got it from, I don't know whether she was out shopping herself or whether it was sent to her. This garment is kind of um, a, a, a long... Um, Oh, what would you call it? A long kind of a coat, I suppose. Okay. Uh, and it had the La- Ralph Lauren label on it and, and it was for sale and uh, she wasn't happy. Right. Do you, uh, is Ralph, Ralph Lauren the only person who does this kind of thing? The, the, the other labels kind of, uh, have they got in trouble for they have appropriation the, of with, this sort? Yes, specifically from Mexico they have. It's all part of a, a campaign that's been run by President Obrador to try and reclaim um, Mexican culture. Right. right. So okay. he's getting involved with auction houses in New York and Europe trying to get back, um, trying to retrieve items or relics from that time All right. back to okay. the country. But also Zara and Mango are other labels that have gotten in trouble in the past for alleged cultural appropriation. Yeah. Uh, and uh, Sheen, I see as well. Sheen. The, yeah, they're a Chinese brand. I'm not too... I don't they're know a fast fashion brand. Uh, fast fashion uh, brand. And uh, no, I... 
we were only talking about them yesterday oh, uh, very on the good. show. There's a documentary about them. Yeah, it's, okay. on, it's on all four. You should check it out. I will indeed. Or, or you know, before you go along to the pop up shop, that's they're opening. I think next week. Okay, you'll be very keen to go. Be there, good I'm idea. Sure. Uh, right, uh, uh, Colombia. We're going to go to next. This is kind of slightly back to the future uh, in Colombia, unfortunately. Yeah, this is a report that was issued by the United Nations Office on Drugs and Crime, and simply put, they have said that the possible output of cocaine has risen by 14% to 1,400 metric tonnes and that the area that is sown with coca has shot up by 43% to 204,000 hectares. Um, They're putting it down to a few things, right? So they're saying that this increase in potential productivity is because there's more productive varieties being sown in the country. Mm-hmm. They're also saying that there's better technical assistance and there's uh, the areas that they had got rid of effectively are being replanted. I also had a further look into it and it appears that there's more pressures being put on farmers locally from cartels in Mexico who are sending representatives, from, for want of a better word, right, down okay. to Colombia to make sure that uh, targets are being delivered, shall we say? All right. So the, 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 when when this report came out, the president last week, uh, the new president Gustavo Petro, responded by saying that they needed to look at expanding voluntary crop substitution programs, forcing enforcement, uh, re- sorry, focusing on enforcement and increasing social funding. But all of those kind of things have been done before. And if you've got representatives from cartels that are down there. Mm putting the screw effectively on local yeah. producers. You're the government, you come in and say, you know, grow a bit of wheat there and then you go away. Uh, I think you know who you're going to listen to uh, more quickly, to be honest with you. Yeah. Uh, but he had, well, is he, I mean, the president now, was he, because I mean, there had been a whole war on drugs thing. Is he a bit softer on that or well, he, miscategorize he's, him? Of? He's saying that it doesn't work. And yeah. he says that it's irrational. Uh, mm. He says that he also is looking at regulating narcotics. Now, what exactly ah, that means, right. I'm not 100% sure, but that is, he talks about those other measures, you know, social funding, replanting, and I'm sure that most of them are okay with stakeholders, namely the United States of yeah. America, who bankroll an awful lot of this war on drugs, but I think the regulation of narcotics might be a step too far for them uh, in in many cases, depending on what he's thinking of coming up with. Yes, indeed. Right, so what should we look out for over the next week or so, Jonathan? Yeah, I think the big thing to watch out for is the end of the week is the Brazilian presidential election. Uh, of course... Oh, this uh, is the runoff. Yeah, yes, this is the course. runoff that's going to happen. And then during the week, business stories, um, social media companies, including Facebook, Meta, whatever you want to call it, are announcing their third quarter earnings this week, and speculation is that they're taking a bit of a dip. Now, Still in the region of $27 billion, but uh, still a bit of a dip. Yeah. And then Olaf Scholz, uh, Chancellor of Germany, is busy going to various different places, including Greece and China, where uh, he's supposed to be, we're not sure, but he's supposed to be meeting um, President for Life Xi Jinping. Right. Okay. Yes. What Congratu- they're going to talk about, <laughs> yes. I don't know. Congratulations on your new job. How did you get it? Uh, just going back to the uh, lumpy skin disease yes. that uh, the cows have. Somebody's texted in to say, it's all about marketing. Lumpy skin disease versus shortening it to LSD. The second doesn't seem so bad. Jonathan DeBarca Butler, thanks million for uh, coming into us today. Moncrief. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. Weekdays at 2pm on News Talk.